0: This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann, and today is so exciting. We are going to be talking about everything and all things Scream, and just covering movies one through five. I personally have not seen the fifth movie yet, but today I will be having my buddy Kevin Green back on the podcast, and Kevin is a huge Scream fan, so what better way than to have Scream's number one fan on, right? (laughs) But before we begin, just um, some schedule updates here. So the thing called life is rearing its ugly head, and long story short, I'm going to be posting every other week instead of once a week on the podcast. Just... I need to get caught up in my personal life here, and you know a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, just a little update on that, and yeah, without further ado, let's get into the discussion. All right, Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you back.
1: I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me, Amanda. And, How's it going?
0: Oh, it's going great. And Very you good. know, it, I I want to tell you the last time you were on this, it was like the second most viewed episode. Was our Halloween? Special. Yes. So, yeah. So I think you're a happening. fan favorite, Kevin. <laughs> you know,
1: I think I am in the fan favorite genre. Like, isn't mm-hmm. horror just where everybody just wants to? I think the people who like horror films really like talking about them. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're justifying why we're okay with watching people get mutilated or if it's I... because we're genuinely curious. I don't know. But um, it's so much fun. More
0: like mortally curious. Yes. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Very good. I, you know what? I do think that that definitely plays into it. Um, You know, you do wonder like how do people react to seeing other people die? I think one of my favorite parts of a horror film actually is watching the characters who are in the same room as they see something horrific happen, like a murder. And, I, um I just love those moments. I just live for those, those moments that the characters experience. And I just love it.
0: I know, especially like when it gets so realistic, too, because, you know, it's like I said, you find yourself in a situation, you wonder, like, how am I going to react? And then yes. you see a character react, and you either agree or disagree with the character.
1: Yes. Like, I'm and i act
0: like that or I'm not going to go up the stairs and, you know.
1: And I really like new age films that are like kind of going in the direction of making it smarter. Like push yourself to do what the character would do. I think a lot of times people settle for, oh, they nobody in real life would do that, but it's going to help push the script forward. I challenge, you know, writers and directors, you know, go for the thing that you would do and then – really push yourself to the next level of how to defeat that almost like you're playing chess against yourself Mm -hmm. yeah that's a
0: really good yeah good way of putting it
1: yeah yeah. i mean
0: horror movies yeah they're just so and i don't want to really use the term comforting because they're far from comforting especially to those that like can't handle it right you know like the fans like you and me it takes you out of this crazy world yeah, it puts you into some other realm of I mean, yeah, it's probably just as crazy, but like,
1: right. <laughs> it just yeah. yeah, it
0: gets your mind off it. It's creative. Like some of the most creative things I've seen are in horror films. And Scream is just one of these, like the franchise is just an example of that. Like you can have, you know, just jump scares. Yep. Uh, stabby stabs and then humor thrown in, too.
1: I think that that's that juxtaposition is the best um, genre juxtaposition there is. I don't think there's any two genres that marry together as well as comedy and horror. I just mm-hmm. feel like that is the ticket of the movie that I want to buy, is the movie that I'm going to laugh and scream at all within an hour and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like these scream films are just so classic and they're just very unique in providing the scares to fit the horror genre. But like I said, there's also comedy in it and overall they're great storylines and you can kind of say like, Oh my God, the fifth. there's a fifth one that just came mm-hmm. out in January, but it's like, these stories are just so fresh. They keep going in an interesting way in each movie.
1: Yeah. I think they do a good job of listening to the fans and then, um, growing with just real life uh because each one seems like the natural next step and i would challenge i would love anybody who would come to me and challenge that because i went and i saw one when i was 15 um so it came out when i was six but uh i saw it when i was 15 and my barber at the time told me to watch it because I was looking for a good, scary movie. And I watched it. And I remember the first time I watched it was the only time I was ever scared of a Scream movie. Um, and it was because I was still in my early years of, of testing the horror genre. And it was mm-hmm. still very burdensome to me as a child. Like it, it definitely was very heavy on me um, and it kept me up at night, but I still loved it. Um, and I remember when I watched it, I loved it, but I was scared. And then after the first viewing of it, I realized this is just epicness uh, to me. I I just love – I love that there are so many characters who live. I love that they're going to come back. I love the consistency. And I know a lot of people don't love that. But, you know, I think one of the reasons Final Destination tinkered out is because you don't have any familiar faces. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, I wonder with the people who say, oh, it's just the same thing again and again with the same people, but what if they weren't there? And I will say, I loved the new characters in this new one, and I was very happy that they were the main characters. I didn't really care that Dewey Gale and Sydney were quite truthfully the B characters in this film. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a genius uh, decision to make because it keeps the people who are excited about the story in the story, whilst developing an entirely new world, which gives us the ability to have scream six.
0: Right, and that's and I I just in my intro said i personally haven't seen Scream five and don't worry guys i really don't care about spoilers i told kevin to just go for yes. it with it uh but kevin what was interesting i just watched a movie with jenna ortega in it called the fallout i just uh i reviewed it two weeks ago on here and i was like oh i really hope i see her in something else and here she is in scream five i'm like okay now i'm gonna have to see this <laughs> <laughs> wow. She was, she was fantastic in that movie. I'm sure she kills it in Scream 5.
1: It kills it. I mean, she is. Uh, f- uh, she's just this um, very genuine actress who is very clearly feeling the euphoria of. Um, The experience, the the killer, and he's coming after her, and her sister, and the deep, dark secret, and it's just so um, ingrained in this character, and in this actress's portrayal of this character, and it was just such a pleasure to watch her, and um, I've never seen her in anything else, um, but I was absolutely sold with her performance, as well as the girl who played her sister, whom... I am going to look up her name. I don't know her name right now, actually, because...
0: Melissa Barrera?
1: Melissa Barrera. She was someone I had also never seen before. And I have to say, these are two of the most beautiful women I think that I have seen in film (laughs) in a long time. The whole time, I'm like, Kevin, are you sure you're gay? Because (laughs) these two, I mean... And it was really a lot about their acting. Um, They just were so... um, Connected, they had a great chemistry together. I felt was very sold on their relationship as Mm -hmm. sisters.
0: Yeah, and it's just the whole thing of a Gen Z cast coming in too. Yeah, that really just uh, refreshes the story. I feel like
1: it's hilarious, and it's not even
0: just like with Scream; it's like other franchises too that. Obviously, the actors that we all know and love, we grew up with, are getting older like us. And mm-hmm. th- if you want to keep it going, you know, you got to find a new fresh story, fresh characters. And yep. it sounds like they're doing good with it.
1: They are. You know, I do find the same mistake is still being made over and over and over again. Um, we're talking about Gen Z and we're casting millennials. and. Yeah. Again, I love the cast. I actually loved the entire cast. Um, and one might argue that Gen Z starts in 1995. I think actually that is the official start time. So a lot of these kids are Gen Z, but the main are not. And I I really, because as a person who makes films with, um, I make films with my third grade students. And I when I write the films... I make them third graders and they look like third graders because they are third graders. And I right. do wonder, like, can we have a little bit more of that, um, like reality? In there. Yeah. Cause I would like to see what that actually looks like. Um, because the character who plays, uh, Martha Meeks's daughter, can't remember her character's name, Rusty. I only seen the movie once. Um, But she, uh, who is also in Yellow Jackets, she um, is our age. She's like 31. But she is so convincing. Such a good cast. I love her. I'm going to pull her name up right now and tell you all. Her name is Jasmine Savoy Brown. I think I said that right. Mm -hmm. She is fabulous. She's in this. She's in Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Just uh, a great, great, awesome um BIPOC lgbtqiap plus actress and it's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also see and he's pretty popular for his show in 13 reasons why on Netflix. Dylan Mignette is in this movie too?
1: Yes, he, plays he is. Yes. I would love to dive into some spoilers here. Is that okay? Yeah, go
0: for it. Yeah.
1: Well, first the floor of all, is yours. <laughs> I I absolutely love his, the the entire scene that leads up to his murder. First of all, it's halfway through the film, which is a surprise because I would actually venture to say that he is the most famous addition um, mm-hmm. in terms of the uh, high school actors. He is oh, yeah. the most well-known. And it's because, like you said, Amanda, because of his show. Um, yeah,
0: people are crazy over that show.
1: Yeah, and he's, so.
0: He's like the draw.
1: He totally. He actually, and I, I very much so assumed that he would be the killer or at least a main character based on that. Um, and Scream is famous for doing the opposite, so I should have actually known better. So they kill him halfway up, uh, through the film. He has a fantastic death scene. I mean, it is vicious. I loved it. Um, lo- absolutely loved it. And before he's killed it's this joke about he keeps opening doors and closing doors and there's no killer behind the door. And then he basically gets naked and takes a shower. So he's kind of the, you know, the girl in the shower, except it's the boy in the shower. And so all these cool things sort of happen with this character. And if I was him and I was that famous, I would have done it too, because it was just (laughs) the Drew Barrymore version, I would say of, of, of this film where it's like this very well-known person who's doing this very um, cheeky uh, thing. And I love that. I just, I live for those things. So I was very happy to see him and he did a fabulous job. Um, So kudos to Dylan Mignetti.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and then Kevin, I was just sitting here thinking before our chat here, how I've seen Scream one and two. But I was like, what, 14, 15 mm-hmm. with a bunch of girlfriends having a slumber party, and you know, like, a girl, us girls, when you watch scary movies, and you're just like, ah, ah like, but <laughs> you don't take it seriously. That was the last time I ever saw the Scream movies. But Mike and I sat down this past weekend, and we watched Scream one through four, and we were just hooked. We just kept throwing in the movie, oh after yeah. movie, because oh, yeah. we, I really enjoyed. How every character, I was like, he's the killer, she's the killer. No, no, he's got to be the killer. No, Uh and and you know we're either right or we're wrong. More majority of the time, I was wrong. So same. (laughs) That was just like a thrill of watching these films. And then, for instance, the comedy aspect. One of my favorite, I think it was in Scream Three. One of my favorite parts is when David Arquette's character, Dewey was like, okay, guys, don't panic. And the lights go off and they all go, ah!
1: (laughs) Yes, Scream 3 definitely, um, it really was, I would say, sort of a cherry on top of really going in hardcore with the the, the, the funniness of it. I love that you sat down and you just binged all of them. I also did that recently. What was your favorite?
0: My favorite is, it's got to be the first one. Yeah. That sets the stage. That sets the bar for the rest of them. Because it just keeps building and building off each one. The previous movie. Yes.
1: Yes. And you know, I I actually kind of look at all five of them as like a singular thing. And it's like yeah. it's not that I... Because you know, there's... because I would venture, and I, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate on this, but I'm going to say this, and I really mean it. I would venture that Scream 2 has the best opening of all five screams. If you really sit down and you say to yourself, someone fucking thought, sorry about the F word, to (laughs) someone really thought they were like, oh, let's have this person uh, get killed in front of everybody and have everybody think it's a publicity stunt. I mean, that to me could really happen. What happened to Drew Barrymore? Yeah, that could happen, has happened, but a little less... I mean, I know it was shocking because it was the first of all of them, but I think if you took out the fact that that was the first one and you kind of just laid all of them out and you described for a young person who is on the beginning of their horror horror genre journey, um, that was tough to say, and you said to them, this is how this movie opens, this is how this movie opens, and you told them all five, I think the majority of people would say two is just, oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Not really scary as much as hilarious, and then all of a sudden it becomes mortifying, and I just ate it up.
0: Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, I agree with you. The second movie, the opening part was just, like, it it was just so realistic. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, stuff like that happens in real life. You know, at movie theaters and whatever. Not necessarily in that way, but right. You know, it just it sometimes like the realistic aspect of and just being home alone and like getting a phone call or something like that's scary.
1: Totally. And, and you it know you.
0: Brings you ahead. back into the whole like, what would you do?
1: Totally. And a lot of these girls,
0: they run up the stairs. I don't care. Like, I will, like, dart out the front door and do, like, a zigzag run so whoever can't catch me, like...
1: (laughs) You know know what, Amanda? It is all about that zigzag. I'm telling you. I have thought of that so many times. It's, you got to go zigzag, zigzag, Uh trick them up. Yep. Yep. And don't let it be an even zigzag. Go all over the place. You know, you said something a second ago that really um, made me kind of think about the history of Scream and... With um, the... You know, I'm so bad. I can't remember. In 99, there was a, sh- a mass shooting at a school. And it was one of the biggest ones. Uh, that Although, many, is
0: it Columbine?
1: I think it is Columbine. That does sound right. And yeah. uh, But it, it was something equivalent, definitely, to Columbine, if not Columbine. And mm-hmm. I remember um, when Scream 3 was in production, they pulled back on the violence oh, uh, significantly. Yeah, it was probably
0: a later one,
1: yeah. Yes, because in 99 that happened, or was it, made may have been 98, and then uh, Scream 3 was, you know, February 2000. So mm-hmm. they were following that status quo. And then um, about the theaters, you know, nobody at that time had really been murdered in a theater, and now we know that that's not the reality. Now we know that that does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changes. It really does change your opinion of the horror genre in a lot of ways. And I think that's where I almost wonder, like, should I be watching this? Should I be excited to watch this? Because this really does happen. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, uh, it is a story for your enjoyment. And at the end of the day, you're watching it to see the heroine or hero, outsmart the villain. And that's what you get to see every time with Scream, which then takes you into this so satisfied, yeah, fuck them. And Mm -hmm. at the end of Scream, I just love how Gale says basically that. And that I'm gonna write about Dewey, not about them. And I Mm -hmm. thought that is the next stage in Gale's journey. And it really kind of did set her character up. I really think um, they finished her story. I don't think they'll bring her back. I really, um, I think she's done. And I think she lived. She's happy she lived. I think if there was another scream situation that happened, now that Dewey is dead, she wouldn't necessarily hear about it until it had already happened. And I think that that's how they're going to That's how they're going to kind of in their minds because you know, it is, it's a good end for her and I don't want her to die. I would like her to rather just walk away and be alive.
0: I think too, like the running gag in these films is like, she'll get a lethal blow to her. Oh yeah. She'll live.
1: Yeah. And I thought it it makes
0: it like, it's kind of funny.
1: It is kind of funny. And it's
0: like, she gets stabbed and you're like, Oh God, Gail. And then it's like, she's like, I'm Okay.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I will say, I will say, with the exception of Dewey's tremendously large amount of stabs in Scream 2, um, Mm -hmm. Scream 5 was the only movie where I was consistently like, okay, you should be dead. You should be dead. Yeah, A lot of people were surviving things that they should not have survived. Um, And I do think that that was actually kind of a... um, I think they were trying to make fun of themselves in a way. Right. I actually think mm-hmm. Scream was really making fun of itself to its core. Yeah. And I think that real fans were cracking up the whole time because that's exactly, they were literally roasting themselves. And I mm-hmm. loved every minute of that's
0: it. awesome. That one, yeah. And I just it's also just like so creative how I mean like the first movie it sets the stage for like these are these characters this is uh, Sydney's story you know A B and C but then it's like two, three, four, and 5 and Kevin I don't know really about 5 too much but um, how these incidents are based off the movie stab in the movie mm-hmm. but imitating Sydney like reenacting Sydney's life it's just so weird how it's like, and it's creative how they just go off this movie, this fictional movie. In an in this fictional movie, if that makes sense, like Scream has a stab movie in it.
1: Yes, and didn't it and trip that's you what out? The
0: killers are based off of is like yeah them just reenacting, but then it's like it all led back to um, Billy. Yes. Especially the second one. I did not see the mother coming.
1: <laughs> that was such you know what though? I have to say something. Scream two would have been a stronger film if Sydney would have had interactions with Billy's mother prior to the end scene. And even and, and I know everybody's response to that is Kevin, she immediately recognized her. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know she did and I don't think she should have. I think she should have seen her in quick passing, had a quick conversation, maybe even a scene where she's not interested because it's a bunch of reporters and she's ignoring them because she hates the reporters. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked because that would have that would have really I think leveled Scream 2 up to the and Miss Loomis is one of my absolute favorite of of the in fact my top three favorite killers are the all three females Mm -hmm. i would pick any three of them any day and i know everybody is killing me right now because i know a lot of people are on the fence with mikey madison but i'm telling you you watch out for mikey madison she is coming for hollywood i see her she is fierce and um she maybe does a little bit too much cocaine, or maybe that's yeah. just the character <laughs> she's cast as. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But she is a treat. I mean, truly a treat. Um, And I do want to talk about her more, but there was... What were you saying a second ago? What were we kind of trailing off from?
0: Oh, just like how the stories and the reason, like the motive in these movies, like Scream 2, 3, and 4... It's based off the stab films in the screen movies, but also reenacting, not reenacting, but like there's like a heavy message in these movies that it's the media's fault. Oh yeah. And I mean, that can apply to this today. I mean,
1: oh, 100%. So it's like you go
0: into these films and you're just like, okay, who's going to, you know, be the killer now.
1: And because you almost wonder if it's going to be Gail. Yeah, you almost wonder if right. it's going to be Gail because is she like so hungry for the next story?
0: Right. But that would have been but, like
1: the lazy answer, of course.
0: Yeah. And I found it very interesting in three when it was like amongst the actors.
1: Yes. So there's a couple like, things. That was,
0: that was crazy. Like, I, I think three might be my favorite one out of all of them just because I like the direction it went in and I like the balance between the horror and the comedy.
1: I love that you love that. I it is my least favorite, and I respect that it's your most favorite. It's my least favorite only because there are for me there are a lot of. Um, I hate that Roman faked his death. I thought that that was a cop out for the film, you know, because it made it yeah. virtually impossible to guess. I hated that there was only one killer i did like his motive and i did Mm -hmm. like the through line i absolutely loved the actors i loved that they were getting killed in order that they were going to die in the script um two things with that the before i said didn't it trip you out didn't it trip you out when judy jergenstern is the name of the actress who changed her name to jennifer who's playing gail I mean, it was like, so many things happening. And it was kind of funny. It was like, oh my God, this actress, she's, and I love Parker Posey. Oh my God. Mm. The the cast in three was just so phenomenal. Um, But So I wanted to tell you about the trippy thing with that. And I wanted to tell you about my Roman opinions with that
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: because Roman was a killer. There was one other thing. But while I'm trying to remember that one other thing, The STAB movies within the movies. I found it interesting that STAB 7 was the movie that was the most recent in Scream 4. And then 11 years pass, and we have Scream 5, and now they're only referencing STAB 8. Mm-hmm. So and then they made a comment about how Sydney's character was in all of them, but then there was a comment made in four how she wasn't allowed to be in all like her character they were she was trying to sue them for using her character and her likeness. So it was to me a little confusing. I would have liked it to have been stab you know thirteen, mm-hmm. and um I thought it was hilarious though. That Stab 8, I mean, the motive is that Stab 8 sucks, and we need to reinvigorate this series. Yeah. Love that as the motive. I mean, you do the thing is, it's like, what do you audiences want? Is it you want some convoluted maca bullshit? No, what you Mm -hmm. want is the reality. And the reality is that there are crazy people who are pissed off about this remake and they want to make a better one. Mm -hmm. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: genius. Like, and just going back again, it's like, it's almost like the directors and writers are like, you know, we can't just keep retelling the story. And I just love the creativity that goes behind, like, yeah, it's the stab movies that are being impactful with the killings and stuff. But the motives are just so different from each other. Yeah. It's just, yeah.
1: It's great. And I really do like to that it always touches on. But you must—you are a psycho, though. You are mm-hmm. crazy, like, and you know yeah. you're crazy. And it's like, yeah, and and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently read an article about the the 55 death scenes in Scream, and you know, in order from um, most impactful to least impactful. And for the life of me, I can't remember the one that they liked the most. I think it was Drew Barrymore. Um, and that I one think, was
0: probably one of the worst ones.
1: Yeah, yeah it was vicious. Um, I that actually one is think.
0: The friend in uh, Scream 4 in the her bedroom. F-
1: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They really perfected the knife through the hand for Scream 5, though. they really because i didn't they i know they tried to make it look good for scream 4 and i was Mm -hmm. like oh you got that at the wrong angle Wes but (laughs) this one they got at the right angle and i was very happy Mm -hmm. um because that's disgusting and i wanted to see kind of more of that um i love the visually disturbing i loved dewey's death um you know i i did go into it wanting to see him live uh, i wanted to go i wanted i really wanted them all to live again i just you know why not you know keep them alive i mean look at james bond he's still alive and there's 26 movies and you don't bat an right. eyelash about that so what do we come on and right. you know jamie lee she's about to go into oh, yeah. the fourth one um even though she technically wasn't even at risk in Halloween Kills, which was sort of a cop-out, but we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think that what took my attention, though, was the the killer's death scenes. And by far, Jill, um, Jill's death scene, uh, as well as Amber's death scene, is just the best. Um, my favorite thing... In the entire Scream series, my favorite is when Jill just beats the shit out of herself. I just was, I think everybody was kind of watching it like, oh, but I think if you actually sit down for a second, take a breath, Mm -hmm. and look at what you're watching, she has lost her mind and this is very not normal behavior. I mean, this is beyond. And I loved it. And the cherry yeah. on top, throwing herself on top of the table. I mean, I could just watch that scene oh, over. Yeah. And in those heels. Listen, I <laughs> yeah. know they had to <laughs> yeah. because she's short. I know they had yeah, to. And God. Wes said, I gotta put you in these because you gotta, it's gotta be realistic that you were the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny, and I love it. i I, I love all of that.
0: Yeah, I love it definitely all. Scream Four was definitely I felt like just like different out of the three that we did watch. Just because you could see the advance in technology and yes. like blocking and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having Jill as the killer in that film, that was a great just like, you know, surprise to the audience I felt. But like like you said, having her going like batshit crazy, it's like, okay, she did her thing. What's going to happen now? And she just starts beating herself up. But the hospital scene, that was crazy with her.
1: So I have two things. I'll go to the hospital second. But first, I have to once again lovingly disagree with you. I knew she was the killer from the second this movie started. I was like, it's uh, her. It's." I thought like, it was
0: the boyfriend the whole time.
1: You know what? It was too soon I yeah. felt like the boyfriend was just the killer in part one and they referenced it in part two and, 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 and by the way, I thought part five was too soon also right. to have the boyfriend be the killer. And then when it right. happened, I thought, well, that's the best ever because we all thought it was a little too soon and it right. is the killer. Um, but oh, Jill wow. yeah. for me was the most out of the entire series. And it's not that it's a bad thing. Because it's not a bad thing. But in the entire series, she, to me, was the most obvious. Um, Also, her absence in the film was very apparent. Um, I don't think there were enough new characters in part four. And I think it made for a little bit of an obviousness. Um, I never guessed Roman. I did not guess Mickey. I didn't guess Mrs. Loomis. I didn't guess Billy. I didn't guess Stu. I didn't guess any of them and I did not guess uh Richie or Amber this time around. Definitely did not guess mm-hmm. either of them and I can say that very proud. Like I would tell you if I
0: And and that's yeah. what's so great though is that you get surprised and that's it's always fun when you know you're you're not right cuz let's be honest here if you guess the whole movie and it turns out that way you're just kind of like, okay, that was very predictable. Yeah. But it's not the case with these films.
1: Right. At all. But, but what I dislike about these films, um, which is actually what I like about the Halloween films, is I dislike the hospital scenes in Scream, and I like mm-hmm. them in Halloween. They're very unrealistic in Scream, and in Scream 4, it was not necessarily a choice it was to make the story smooth i think i think in scream four you know you have um a hospital scene you got to end it and this this twist at the end here and you know very unrealistic with nobody around and gail makes a comment and doesn't anybody work in this hospital or whatever and Mm -hmm. that was good but it was just you know for lack of a better phrase too little too late like it was like well you know but in scream five they were so blatant with having nobody in the hospital for such a long period of time as it is one of the main sets in scream five um that it worked a little bit better for me because the preposterousness was just preposterous and it was like you either say to yourself, "Preposterous," and let's watch the movie, or you say, "I can't get into this," and stop watching the movie, like stop watching it. Like you know, you either have to or not. And um, and I I have to say, Scream Five, oh, God, one, two, four, five. You know, they are all very close very close i like different ones on different days and then there are yeah. days you know there is the leap year where i'm like scream three today it's time for three <laughs> but
0: right.
1: that is you know you know that one was rushed
0: each one has just its unique pull
1: it does it does last,
0: last, you know leaves a um, impression on you
1: yeah, because you really get the feel for Hollywood in Scream 3, which is just such mm-hmm. a fun thing to kind of feel. And the film school is so cool in Scream 2. It's nice to get the college vibes. I just um, love in
0: too in all these movies, too. Like, you'll just be watching the film. You're already expecting Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette to come back, you know? But then it's like these random celebrities just pop up. Like, Kristen Bell, Hayden Pantoneer, you know, just... Yeah, we we were just like screaming out names. We were like, "Hey, look! It's it's that guy from that movie."
1: <laughs> my um, I I think I told I might have said this on the last podcast, and I hate repeating myself, but just in case I didn't mention it, I'll mention it quickly. Yeah, was- um, I teach third grade, and I teach my kids how to open up a story because they teach they write stories all the time, and I'm a terrible teacher, so of course I said, you know, the movie Scream is about, you know, this crazy person and in the first scene there's this horrible thing that happens to the first person who gets attacked and it makes you want to keep watching and you're just mm-hmm. so captivated and when you open up a story that's what you want to do and and these kids, you know, just like I was, you know, you when you're a kid, you look at horror movie posters and you listen to scary stories and you're just captivated by mm-hmm that and you're like wanting to tiptoe closer to it and you're like can I handle this can I handle this and a lot of adults are against you know what I do which is you know make them sort of aware of of this genre Mm -hmm. and none of my parents are mad about it they seem to like that I talk to them about it but the punchline of the story is that one of my kids says, hey, wait a minute. My aunt's in that movie. And oh, I was goodness. like, stop. I was like, stop. It's <laughs> like, you don't understand how exciting that is for me. And yeah. um, and so it was really a great conversation that he and I got to have. And, wow. and then the whole class That's got to experience. Amazing. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very but cool.
0: But Kevin, I do have to disagree, though.
1: Tell me what. Okay. I love it.
0: No, those kids are lucky to have you as a
1: teacher. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I, You know what? We really do film studies. We, we're we watching Even Stevens. We're watching all that. We're watching That So Raven. Um, Black History Month.
0: Uh, you have I, to watch Boy Meets World. The, oh, uh,
1: yes. The
0: killer episode. That is my favorite episode. Now,
1: I am waiting to show them that one. That one yes. is so... So classic, you know. Oh, I have yeah. to say, you did you watch That's a Raven growing up? Oh yeah, I Do you still re-
0: watch it sometimes. Same.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the episode where the the lady they go to apply for the uh, the job at the at the mall, the, the mm-hmm. shopping mall, and the lady straight up says, "I don't hire black people."
0: I don't remember that.
1: So it was the black it was one of the Black History Month episodes, and yeah. Raven and Chelsea they go and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna apply for this job." And Chelsea does a terrible job, and yes. Raven does a great job, and so then they're in the hallway like the next day, and the boss calls Chelsea, and she's like, oh, "You got the job, and great job, and oh, Raven, sorry you didn't get the job." And so I paused it, and I asked my students, I said, "How does that make you feel?" and they were like well like the boss is going to be really surprised when she finds out when she finds out she called the wrong person
0: mm-hmm.
1: because raven was better
0: yeah. and i
1: said oh i said you don't get it yet and i pressed play and then they saw the vision where the the white uh, shop lady says that mm-hmm. and they were gobsmacked and they got to laugh with raven as she got to do her funny stuff and they got to learn um as raven dealt with you know prejudice and discrimination and it it was it was great and you know we're filming our own sitcom and so i was like we need Mm to teach and make people laugh so we could do it all in one Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah That's awesome, Kevin. It's a lot of fun. You know, just doing that and taking upon yourself to just teach kids, you know, right from the get-go, because I didn't learn any of this stuff really until I was in college. Me either. Maybe a little bit in high school, but, like, yeah, my professors didn't hold back in college.
1: So, like, that's where I learned
0: the bulk of my stuff, but it's, like...
1: Yes. Well, and isn't that sad?
0: Yeah. This day and age anymore, like, kids grow up so fast, like, mm -hmm. yeah, 10-year-olds look like 18-year-olds sometimes. It's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. I look like I'm 50 right now because I haven't slept well. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, I'll never forget when I was in college. Um, uh, it, it was my freshman year or no, actually it was my sophomore year and I made my first film and they said, okay, uh, let's show our films and then we're going to critique each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, this is cruel and unusual punishment. I didn't agree to this and It was brutal to listen Mm -hmm, to the honest opinions. Oh my God. But, you know, a little bit of that, a little early on is good. A little knowledge, a little early on is good. And keeping Mm -hmm. kids, kids is also good. And we're talking about Scream, not third grade children.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, the horror movies, like I remember when I saw like Darkness Falls, Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers scared the shit out of me when I was, because once again, a girl birthday party. Us girls were like, let's watch Jeepers <laughs> Creepers. Ha ha ha. That's and you know, we're creepers. screaming, we're scared shitless, you know, especially towards the end. We turn on Princess Diaries afterwards because we're terrified to go to sleep. But those are memories created, you know? Oh,
1: absolutely. And you need that cleanser and yeah. perfect segue. Um yeah, Martha exactly. Meeks coming back for Scream Five. Oh my God. Did you know that that happens? No. So in Scream 3, we get to meet Martha Meeks. And when I found out that, because of course I was IMDb. I don't read spoilers, but I definitely like to know who's in the film and, you know, what's, you know, a little bit. And um, when I read that there was going to be the niece and nephew of Randy in Scream 5, I said to myself, well, I hope that they show Martha. And they did. And I was very... It was literally shorter than her cameo in three, mm-hmm. but it was just such a solidifying, it solidified the world. You know, somebody did say I something that I- when I, no oh intended, I <laughs> when, she came,
0: I, when she came on the screen, because I was just so happy. I was mm-hmm. like, it's Lily Moskovitz!
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I really, I love her. I love her. I love her too. Should yes. And you know, somebody said to me though, That kind of transitions us into this somebody said you know scream five feels the least woodsboro-y of all the woodsboros Mm. i agree there was yeah there was something less woodsboro-y about it it definitely um well if truth be told all three woodsboros were filmed in different states woodsboro Mm -hmm. in part one was california woodsboro Uh in part four was michigan and woodsboro in part five i can't remember if it was north or south carolina i did not know that yeah so truthfully there is no one woodsboro um i don't know even if they filmed at the same i think they did film at the same house in one and five but the majority of the woodsboro scenes were shot uh, in north or south carolina so but there was a little bit of a lacking of atmosphere in some ways but that also maybe is because i've only seen it once and as i watch things i catch nuances and they become deeper and, mm. and they, you know so that that might happen
0: yeah yeah that's interesting though
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh i have to ask does patrick Dempsey come back i thought i saw
1: he does not come back, but he's referenced, oh. and he is oh. in fact Sydney's husband.
0: That's what I thought.
1: But and
0: I saw it coming. I thought for sure that we'd see them together in the fourth movie.
1: And it was, I have to say, I have an I have a, a prediction. This is a pre-spoiler, so I don't I don't know if anybody has heard this yet um, from anybody else. But in my opinion. I don't know if Sydney does have children, and I don't know that she is married to Mark. And yeah. I do wonder if she is somehow involved in what happened in Scream 5 still.
0: Oh, well, that's interesting.
1: I am. I'm wondering because we did not see the baby. We saw her running with a baby, you know, whatever the hell you call it, stroller. Um, I don't have children. Never will. So I don't need to know mm-hmm. words like stroller. Um, <laughs> um but it did make me wonder, and you know, Dewey and Gail don't live near her and they don't really have a relationship outside of their survival stories together. So it's not that they would come visit. Um so I, I I do wonder about those things, but as of now she is married to him and as of now they have a few children together.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. Um yeah, so that was that. Um Jack Quaid.
0: Okay.
1: Uh Listen. I'm 32, buddy, and um you can't hide it anymore, <laughs> you know? Ah! So I was really not having that. I was like you are my age, you are not even like I don't even care if they're saying you're in college. You were not born in 1998. You were not born oh, in 1997. You were born and yeah, in, yeah I just it's not working to me. Um, but acting prowess, fantastic character, pretty good. Um, did not if for one, and you know it's funny. I should have known he was. I should have suspected him, and I really didn't. I should have, but I didn't suspect him, and I did not suspect Amber. Um. Amber, let's talk about (laughs) the red. Let's talk about Amber now because it's time. Sam, were you? Did you have the pleasure of seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, No, I don't think I have.
1: That is with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. It's the latest Quentin Tarantino film, and I saw that film and I loved it. And you know couple years went by and now I went and I saw a scream and I watched the whole movie and I'm watching this actress and I've never seen her before in my life. And I'm not even thinking about it and I'm not thinking about any of it. And then the end scene comes and she's doused with a uh, hand sanitizer, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, man. Hilarious because it's the only COVID reference in the end. Yep. They, they ignore it. Um, which, which by the way, fuck anyone sorry who thinks that they should have referenced it because in 20 years most of society will pretty much ignore and or forget about covid and it's nice to have scream where we can just not need to deal with it but it's cute to have the hand sanitizer moment so i was like Mm -hmm. okay that's cool and um so anyway, she's doused with hand sanitizer and she's, you know, lit up. Like full on lit up. Oh, and <laughs> it was so satisfying because she fully I mean, she's vicious. She she admits to killing Dewey. She tells Gail to his to her face. She's like, Yeah, he died like a pussy. And okay. I just I clenched my teeth, clutched my pearls, and put my fist straight up to my mouth. I was so pissed off. And then when Sydney handed her the gun to just blow up the oven to make her explode, I was like, "Do would you like the honors, Gail? I was at, in the theater, I swear to God. It was, the, and I didn't mean to, because I hate to be that person, but I was yeah. like, fuck yes, she does. <laughs> And it was like, but nobody laughed because we were all on the edge of our seats and we were in the moment. It was such a moment. And then I said, why am I having flashbacks to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Because this actress played the killer at the end of that film too. And she was lit on fire In that film, too. And it was off-putting that this actress did the same thing. It really was off-putting for me. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be another kind of inside joke. I assume that they will definitely say it was.
0: Yeah, it could have been.
1: Um, But it didn't feel... Yeah, it didn't feel... I love that they casted her, though, but it Mm -hmm. felt like they kind of ripped it. It it felt more like a steal than an homage or a -hmm. a roast, that moment. But I liked it, and the fact that I thought of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before I read anything, any literature about that connection, because there is literature on it now that you could read— and mm-hmm. that you know, because people have noticed yeah. it. But I noticed it before I read anything, which makes me realize that it was too much. It, it was something. It just wasn't right. But she, oh, watch out for that, Mikey Madison. she's going to be. You're famous. selling me on this. Like I love. It. I haven't even seen the film yet. Oh my god, you're gonna! It doesn't even. I can't matter. wait. We're gonna. Yeah, we're
0: gonna watch it together. I'm gonna right?
1: love. love yeah, I want to watch it with you. I think we're gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Um Marley Shelton's in it. You know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um loved it. Love her. I'm glad she came back. Um, yeah. I we see a lot
0: of like and and I know I mentioned the term Easter eggs. Yes. Like, were there any of that like mm. nodding back to like past characters or past storylines?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think there, well, first of all, gail you mentioned before how she gets brutally killed you know beat up she was shot in the same place as she was shot in scream 2 that was an easter egg um and what else Uh, you know as far i would go as close as to say sydney was wearing the same jacket almost that she wore in scream 2 she so, wears, like, the
0: neutral colors, like yes, the camo and the
1: yes. pants. Yes, and, and she's got the brown leather jackets going on at the end of Scream 2, yeah. at the end of Scream 5. Yeah. Um, so that was, to me, a little bit of an insight. And if I watched it again, I bet you I could find 200 more. But I think the elephant in the room is Billy, is back. Mm-hmm. And okay. yeah. um, And I think a lot of people are unclear of what that's supposed to represent, This is a girl who's taking medication and seeing her dead father in visions. Now, they should have, you know what they should have done? This would have been just brilliant. They should have casted David Schwimmer to do these scenes. Because that would have been her actual vision of her father. That would because he played her. Wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Not David. Um, I uh, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) what's his name? It's the brother. It's um, they're the brothers Owen, Owen, and Wilson.
0: Wilson. Yeah.
1: Except it's not Owen Wilson. It's the other one, whom I love very much.
0: Oh, yeah. Is and I wish a... I remembered
1: his name right now. You're looking it up. Is it a brother? Okay. Yeah, it's his brother. Luke or Andrew? Luke Wilson. I think it's Luke Wilson. That sounds mm-hmm. right. So Luke Wilson played Billy Loomis in, um, in Scream 1, and it is Luke Wilson. And had they actually casted him, it would have made more sense because yeah. she wouldn't have seen – so actually what took me out of it was that she saw him – in his white t-shirt in the same blood that he was in from scream she wouldn't have seen that because she in my opinion is not seeing a ghost she's schizophrenic and she is she's not having visions of her father that's what's manifesting as the second personality in her brain in my opinion Mm -hmm. and that's why she's taking medication and so it would have made more sense for her to see what she saw on the film because she said she saw that movie so everything makes sense except for and you know what had they done Luke Wilson instead I think people would have been pissed that they didn't do uh Skeet Ulrich Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why they went with Skeet Ulrich but I think it would have made more sense if they went with Luke Wilson
0: yeah it sounds like it, yeah. I mean, keep it consistent at least.
1: Well, because she's a baby and she doesn't know what her father looks like. She never knew what her mm-hmm. fa- her father was murdered while she was still in her mom's stomach. So, um, you know, it yeah, it doesn't make sense that she would see him so clearly as uh, Sydney saw him on the night he tried to kill her.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're almost out of time, but uh, so. Kevin, have you seen the Scream series on Netflix by any chance?
1: All three seasons. Oh, you of have? Of course. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, yes. I
0: have it on my watch list. Are they worth it?
1: The first two are fantastic. Um, it got a little convoluted towards the end of the second season. But I just absolutely loved both of the first two seasons, especially the first one. The third one, in an attempt to go back, to the roots i think kind of screwed up some stuff and i did not have as much fun watching season three um but the first two i would watch all of them because it's just great to to see everything Mm -hmm. if you start it i do warn you you will not be able to stop
0: oh yeah (laughs) just like the movies (laughs) yep
1: absolutely except it's yep. longer which is wonderful. I love right, that. Right, right. I love well, that's that. That's
0: really good to know. Yes. Cuz yeah, it's definitely on my watch list. It and does it tie into anything with Scream 5 at all or
1: You know what? It has been a while since I have watched it, but if memory serves me correctly, Scream 1 season 1 and season 2 have nothing to do with it. And okay. 3 I don't think it does. Um I can't even remember what happens in this third season. I remember Kiki Palmer is in it and I remember they were able to get the rights to use the original mask, Mm -hmm. but it was sort of, it just was hard to watch and I don't really remember it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember who the killer was. And that is insane because you always remember who the killer is. Yeah. I do remember who the killers were in season one and two though. So I would say watch those. You'll love it. It's great. Okay. I love yeah, that story. Definitely. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming back on. It was fun.
1: I can't wait to come again. And I'm putting that uh, in that. Yeah. I'm putting that in the, in the ethos atmosphere, whatever you want to say, because oh, yeah, I, of course.
0: you're part of, you're part of the fam. You're part of the fam. We have a fam going on.
1: I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for hosting and having this show, Amanda. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great week and I will talk to you next time.